Hello there, and welcome to a new episode of Young and Orthodox. It's been a while, but we're alive again, and we'll be talking about the common claim that God told me something or other, which was a viewer suggestion. Before we go ahead, I'd just like to quickly point out that although we did get new microphones, we had a bit of trouble figuring out exactly how to use them well. Caleb's came out alright, but the volume was a bit off, and then William and I had some complications with a weird echoing going on, and overall it was a, you know, a little bit messier than we had hoped it would be. I've done what I can in post, but I apologize for the inconsistent audio. Um, it might be a bit distracting at times, but we'll get the hang of it in the future. Thank you for sticking with us while we've been away, and I hope you like this latest episode. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Sorry we've been on a hiatus for a while. We've had exams and Rona. lockdowns. And failed podcast attempts. And we have tried a couple times to record, but it hasn't worked. But we have new speakers and hopefully... Microphones. microphones. Sorry, microphones. We hopefully now know how to use them. So hopefully the audio is a bit better. And we should be re uh, releasing episodes more regularly now because we're almost in some holidays. Yeah, good times. Yes. Very good. Today we're looking at a question that someone sent us a while ago. Sorry that it's taken us so long to answer it, or hopefully answer it. Um, and that's to do with the concept of people saying, you know, God told me this or God told me that. We're just going to look at what that means and whether or not we should do it and what kind of consequences it can have. So what's the first thought that comes to your mind when someone walks up to you and says, you know, God told me and then blah, blah, blah. The first thing I think of is, well, when people make some kind of big decision, like a change in their life, like moving to another country, for example, and they back it up with a God gave me this, almost like some kind of vision or something that they should do something. Mm -hmm. They feel that God is backing them in, in their decision. So like God's confirming, confirmation, yeah, like, like we see in First Timothy. Or that they're inspired by God Second to Timothy. make some kind of decision or action in their life. Right. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that quite a lot, that phrase? Yeah, I have heard it personally even. With a lot of these things, I tend to just hear about them or hear them like um, online or through other people seeing, but mm. I've heard it directly from people that I've talked to. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you, Caleb? Yeah, yep. I've heard it quite a lot in church as well. Because you go to a slightly more charismatic church. Well, more charismatic to you guys, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, you what, get a more, lot more of um, people speaking up the front, getting um, visions or more prophecies, or feeling God's leading them. A lot of it is mm -hmm. feeling the hand of God leading their lives in a certain direction. Because sometimes I've always sort of split it up. Whenever someone says, God told me whatever, it's either something like a personal revelation about something in their life. It's like personal revelation to them about mm -hmm. what something they should do, a decision in their life. Or it's something generally about God's nature or about something outside of themselves, like yeah. pertaining to uh, a certain doctrine, which is, I think they're two different matters. This is how it always comes across to me is that when people say this, they normally mean that they felt inside their heart like a, a leading or some kind of emo voice. emotional inner voice kind of yeah. sense. And I think that this whole concept of God talking inside of you maybe people think through the holy spirit or something it's getting more and more common and it's a lot more common now than it used to be so it's very it's a very relevant question and we need to be aware of it and understand 
the theological nuances that come into play when we're talking about this kind of thing. Maybe we could talk about the Bible first, because that's a very clear thing. It's a great place to start. We all agree. If it, if someone ever, even if it's like a vision or something, claims something, and it, if it out and out disagrees with the with biblical teaching, then of course it's not from God, because yeah. the Bible is every single thing that, like, if someone says, God told me this, you have to check it against the Bible. And if it goes against biblical teaching, it is not from God. It's probably either you being very confused or demonic. Yeah, I think because all three of us would hold to the inerrancy of Scripture, the clarity of Scripture, and the sufficiency of Scripture. Three doctrines around, I guess it's under the general inerrancy umbrella, but that the Bible is fully inerrant, that it's clear that you don't need to be a professor to understand it, and that it is it has sufficient teaching and doctrine in there for us to understand mm-hmm. as much as we need to yeah. about um, God and his nature. So going from that, I have a thought to inject here, and it's that one of the reasons that prophets would have been necessary and people seeing visions and talking about them um, within Scripture would have been because they didn't have the Bible fully assembled in history while the Bible was being um, put together. So now in the modern day, the need for prophesying and vision is less than before because we have the Bible that we can, you know, refer to and read. If you look at the Bible and people see all of this crazy stuff happening, they think, oh, this should be routine. Maybe this should be happening all the time as we should be seeing visions and prophecies and stuff. Um, Mm. But let's remember that the Bible is actually the most, if you like, interesting and amazing parts of the entire history of the world. Yeah. So we shouldn't be expecting to hear from God every single day of our lives, or maybe even not in our lives at all. I mean, if you think about the Israelites, even when they had their sole way of hearing from God was through prophets. There was like one prophet or a few prophets, and they would be they'd be hearing God in visions or external voices. And that's a bit again, we kind of don't really want to go there because we're talking more about this new concept, which is the inner voice talking to you, God talking to you through yourself. Uh, yeah, I think a really large part of this, especially within the more the less reformed and the more charismatic churches, is the role of the Holy Spirit in this, being our helper through our journey of sanctification, becoming more and more like Christ. And I think a lot of churches now would say that when someone says they feel like God told me to do something, that it was the Holy Spirit and they feel something you know, within themselves that they feel like God was telling them to do, to move to this country or to this city yeah for any amount of reasons uh, that, that's the holy spirit help like working in their lives to help them in their journey but that actually has no biblical basis because in the bible when people when god speaks to people it's always an external voice or a vision or some form of thing that's not in yourself i i can't think of any examples where someone is spoken to through themselves or something like that but if you can find an example just send it through to us in our email or facebook or whatever but i think that people forget that quite often and they the modern west has been very influenced by some quite buddhist ideas and i think that maybe this has come been not intentionally but a bit affected by this buddhist idea of like meditating and finding your inner self and stuff and then christians have inherited a bit of that and thought, okay, well, we can hear God by listening to him, 
by being quiet. But that's not how God speaks to people in the Bible. The way God speaks to people in the Bible is like, I'm just mowing my lawn. Boom! Here's God. Ah, come up to heaven and look at this amazing vision, which is not at all what people are meaning when they say God told me. Normal. It's actually quite important because um, in the Bible, I'm pretty sure most, if not all, people who hear something from God also see something from God, right? Because it's either a dream or a vision. I guess in some cases, perhaps they wouldn't see anything. Yeah, there's like Samuel hears the voice God uh, telling him. Yeah. Because he would have been blind. No, no, no. Samuel, when he's a small child. Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking of Samson. Samson. <laughs> <laughs> I got the names mixed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Um, sometimes they would hear something, but even that is external. It's not from within. They can clearly hear a physical voice yeah. from, from outside of themselves. But most of the time, I'm quite sure there's you know something visual to see as, as well as hearing something from God. It's always very, very clear when God is talking to someone in the Bible. It's not yeah. like, there's never, ooh, ooh, is that God? I don't really know. Ooh. You know, maybe that was just me projecting my desires into a voice inside my head. And you also have to think about the sheer, you know, like, power of God. Um, for God to speak to someone in, in, like, the Old Testament and the New Testament, they would have been in a daze and just absolutely bamboozled for quite a while afterwards because mm. they literally hear the word of God. It's mm. a crazy thing to experience. And for um, people to just be all happy about it um, immediately afterward, um, claiming that they've heard something from God, mm. it doesn't make sense. It, um, according to scripture, there should be some kind of great effect on their their psyche if they do in fact hear something from god well there might be i mean not necessarily but definitely uh it's maybe a flippant term that's thrown around with a lot less respect or care than it should be um sort of disagreeing kind of what you guys are saying just reading from first corinthians 2 um verse 10 it says these things god has revealed to us i'll start from the start of the passage wisdom from the spirit Verse 6, yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. Not the rules of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ears heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Although who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person, which is in him. So no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Hmm. And so, it's a really confusing passage at the start about talking about the secret, um, the hidden wisdom, but it's not sort of the point. So the point is that God has revealed things to us through the spirit, which yeah. I think is the Holy Spirit. So that verse really, those verses really are actually a really good uh, example of what I'm meaning is God has given us the stuff that's been revealed in the Bible. That's even if you look in that passage, all of the stuff revealed by the Spirit is past From, tense. It's finished. Yeah. He's given us these things. And then uh, 
the Spirit helps us to understand them. He's not revealing new things to us. He's showing us more in depth what he's already shown us. Yeah. Mm. So uh, this is a phrase that I like to use, and that's we need um, illumination rather than revelation. So the Spirit gives us Mm. illumination into what he's already shown us and what's recorded in the Bible. And then we don't need the revelation which the Spirit has already given us, which is sufficient. Yeah, because what that passage um, that Caleb talked about, uh, it seems to be more talking about guidance from the Spirit. Mm. So uh, an example of that would be like morality, for example. We have an inner morality from God, from the Spirit, that guides us through our actions. You know, it gives us a, a read on what is right or wrong. Um, but that's not anything new, right? The Ten Commandments in the Bible, and there's um, a lot of concrete statements about morality within the Bible that we should already know or be studying. So the Spirit isn't providing anything new. It's guiding us through things that God has already revealed to us. Or bringing things to mind, right? Yeah. You can't always remember the entire Bible in the back of your mind. So the Spirit helps us to remember certain parts of the Bible or certain... Yeah. Truth the truths God has given us yeah. in the time when we need to remember them. Yeah. So what we're clarifying here is we believe that, yes, we should have an inner voice or an inner expression from God mm. in our daily lives, but it doesn't have anything to do with these new revelations that people seem to bring up in this God-told-me conundrum. It should be more of a um, kind of like a sanctification um, kind of related right. thing where the where God is just guiding us through things that we should already be aware of. Yeah. Uh, just to footnote, sanctification is the process by which a Christian is made more holy, more like Christ. And of course, it's never finished in earth, but when we're finally with Christ, then we'll be fully sanctified. Hello, that's something to say. Just got another passage, Acts 8, uh, verse 27. Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. There can also be maybe like a middle ground between between like biblical revelation from God and illumination from the spirit. And that would be like maybe the spirit telling you to actively do something. Right. Yeah, I think I would. Um, Because I don't think the Holy Spirit only illuminates. Holy Spirit is a personal being. He can, yeah, relate personally and direct people in their lives. Yeah, well, like for this example. I don't know whether he can give. Yeah, anyway. Like (laughs) general life advice, like. Go study at Auckland Uni. <laughs> well, like, well, that's kind of what I think did, yeah. maybe it's this is a good example of where it's maybe not exactly clear all the time if it's God. So if it's not going against the Bible, then just do it. But if it's if it turns out to be not something that led to anything or it didn't come true, if it's like a prophetic thing, then don't be like oh no i'm god's not real kind of thing just be like okay well actually that was just my mind it wasn't actually the spirit i was just looking for something looking for god to tell me something and he wasn't actually right but also don't just like outright oh oh i heard this in my i i felt led to this no it's just my mind making that up i just that's just psychology 
And I think the flip side of that, if you hear something and you feel like, we you feel like you, God is telling you to do something, the Bible is really clear that God and the Holy Spirit can do that. That is something that does happen. But also when it does happen, we're told to be wise and discerning mm. and seeking confirmation um, for that through talking to other people in a yeah. church. Um, I'll try and find that verse now. Um, it's Paul talking and he's saying, yeah, we've got to be wise and discerning. Mm-hmm. We can't just say, oh, I think this is from God. Boom, let's do it. You know, like it's about um, being wise and calculated with our decisions we make and making sure that we haven't. With mm-hmm. this, it's not something of our own fabrication or yet even something demonic. What do you think about taking it more case by case and kind of just considering what the person's actually saying? I think um, that's... Like, because, um, I mean, the Bible does warn us all the time about our own thoughts and our own opinions, right? The heart is deceitful and wicked yeah wicked um those kinds of scripture passages um for example if someone is saying god told me this but then afterwards what they follow up is a lot of worldly things or they they don't make any uh indication toward you know some kind of godly purpose rather they just talk about doing things in their regular life then perhaps it's a lot there's a lot more to speculate um, about that person or um, but in other cases perhaps something um, really good did come of them talking about God mm-hmm. influencing them in some way perhaps it's like a missionary trip or yeah could just be preaching to some people um, on the street even you know mm. some kind of thing along those lines it's more probable that it could have been influenced at least by um, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I've heard loads of stories about that kind of thing. Like too many stories for me to just say, no, God never, the Holy Spirit never leads people to do random things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I came up with like a sort of a system for, a, for like you were saying, on a case-by-case basis. A uh, system of discernment. System, mm-hmm. A system of discernment, if that's even a possible thing. <laughs> so you ask for, when someone says, you know, God told me right away, you say, okay, how did he tell you? If he, if they're like, oh, it was this massive vision I had. I was just cooking, and then I saw the head. Okay, that's maybe like gonna be. You're gonna take that definitely a bit more seriously than if they said, you know, oh, I was in the middle of a worship service, and then suddenly I like saw a picture of a tractor, and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's God telling me to be a farmer. Of course, that you need to like take. Because in the middle yeah. of a worship service, and then is I a converted very, to Boganism. Yeah, <laughs> an emotional roller coaster. Exactly. So the how is very, very important. And then when, like I said, if it's like a worship service in a super Pentecostal church, and they're very prone to like being, they're maybe wanting to hear from God or something. Hmm. It's much more likely, just pure hard probability, that they that their brain artificially creates something that they hmm. want to hear. That's another interesting thing. There's almost like a confirmation bias psychology to this which is if you're actively looking for some kind of word from god then you may be more likely to at least think about it or formulate something like that Mm. in your head and really believe it Mm -hmm. in some cases i'm not saying Mm. you know every case i'm not saying you know all the people like that that they're just projecting their own thoughts and saying god told them because that's likely not the not always the case, yeah. but I'm just saying that you're much more likely to find things if you're actually looking mm. for them, right? Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Although at the same time, like I've been 
in a lot of like said worship services and stuff. And people do have a uh, word for someone or a prophecy, and they do like they do come true. Or sometimes there is like an interpretation, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and different things. And so, of course, that doesn't happen like every time. And I'm sh- mm-hmm. there is a I, I know that there is a lot of that um, you know fabrication of you wanting to have something mm-hmm. you could say. But I think there is also a lot of times in those services where um, yeah, the Holy Spirit is working. Yeah, totally. To, and I guess it's not make prophecy, but to mm-hmm. speak through people. I think from how us three currently understand the New Testament and Paul, that's a precedent that is a regular or a common thing in, in the early church yeah. and that it hasn't died out. So then going back to my thing, so we've got how, when, <laughs> and then what. So what are they telling you? If they're telling, saying that God told me actually Jesus wasn't God, that is that is satanic <laughs> teaching. That's not from God, obviously. But sometimes it's a spectrum, of course. Sometimes it's like something that, oh, don't know about that. If you don't know, talk to people in your church, pray more about it, talk, uh, read the Bible, see what the Bible has to say about it. And then sometimes it will just be a very clear thing, like encouragement or something like that. And then finally, so what? If some if God is telling something someone something and it has no real relevance, or someone says God is telling something and it just leads to no action or maybe even a lack of action because they're thinking, oh God's well God's told me something I don't need to read my Bible today. That is very dangerous. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. if nice. if someone says God told me and then they insert some kind of truth statement, it yeah. will either be wrong or it will be right, but we already knew it because it's in the Bible. Yeah, it won't be yeah. new. It won't, there should never be if anything it's new. That, if it's a new truth statement, it yeah. won't be right. Is it it a, will be a yeah. lie statement. <laughs> yeah. it but would, it but, would be opposing revelation. Exactly. Final statements, which is do not mm-hmm. add to the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, so is that four points? Or yeah, five? it's four. How, four. when, what, so yeah. what? So I think we've arrived at kind of like, like everyone should have the... Um, you know, the mentality to try to discern, like, as a group, but also, like, personally, whether or not they should trust someone who tells them that God told them something. Or because we can't speak... You, you yourself something. Yeah, or you yourself, if you feel that God has told you something. Because we cannot speak for all cases, because there's a very wide range of statements that could follow, um, God told me something. Mm-hmm. So I think it really depends on how consistent it is with the Bible, and how consistent the person's actions are with their words. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of the two main things that you have to consider. Yeah. All about consistency, really, I think, yeah. Maybe the final point that actually a more positive point, because a lot of this has been kind of negating things, Mm. God is a personal God, which is an incredible thing. It's pretty much unique to the Christian faith. That you know, God does talk to us through the Bible and through the Spirit leading us, and we, like, for example, this is something that just resonates with me: is that if you're like outside in the nature, it's not God's not telling me; He's not speaking to me, but He's showing me, reinforcing the stuff that I already know from the Bible in a new way, or in music, or illuminating. Yeah, I experience, I'm experiencing God, God's character. And I think yeah. maybe that would be better language to speak about a lot of this stuff because when people say God told me, they're actually meaning God 
God showed me this, or God emphasized this. Or me. inspired. Kind he, yeah, inspired, encouraged. You know? Does any, mm. any good thing that we have today, or in, in, at any point, is God inspired, right? We cannot mm. have good. Every good thing God. is from God. Yeah. So um, this may sound have sounded negative so far, but we don't want to undermine people who really have been influenced by God um, to go in a certain direction of their life. Um, yeah. Those who are truthful and really do trying to discern feel and have you know tried to discern and align with the Bible and things that God has revealed something to them. I think we would even support. You know, we encourage that. That's a very important. Because um, you're in a, it's a relationship. And if yeah. you're not hearing anything from God, if you like, if, if God's not uh, personally interacting with you, and that can be through things like the Bible, even though everyone has the Bible, it's still a personal book, which mm. is crazy. Some Bible verses are very important for some people, but not so important for other people. And that's because it's personal. It's God is being in a personal relationship with you through things, Bible, nature, music, art, creativity, writing, poetry, song, and the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Prayer. Prayer as well. That's probably Prayer a big one. one. Yeah. Any final um, thoughts? Because I do have one last thing. Say. I just have a final thought. Um, I think some of this um, relates to the one of the Ten Commandments, which is, Thou shalt not use God's name in vain, I think mm. that was. I've heard, um, I was reading about this, and um, I came across an article that said that people who use God told me as a personal projection of their own thoughts and opinions, that would be a direct violation of that commandment, just to not use God's yeah, name that's true. in vain. And I thought about it, and I think, yeah, it is. I think it is true. For at least some cases, if you know that what you profess to be a revelation from God is really just your own desire, then that is morally wrong, and it should be, you know, very important to correct help it. those people and correct those people. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so be very, very yeah. careful. But it's it, it's a matter of the heart, though. If they are honestly, because people will honestly make mistakes. An honest Christian will want to hear from God, like because yeah. yeah, like William says, it's a personal relationship, and sometimes you won't always get that right. But yeah, I think what you're saying, Kiki, is that when people know yeah. that they said God wants me to buy a new car or something, <laughs> and they know that they yeah. just want a new car mm. and they want to justify yeah. that or anything like that, when they yeah. when they know in their heart that it isn't from God, yeah. then that's when it becomes a violation of yeah, um, yeah. So just to wrap up, we've, I've got a Bible verse, Romans 12, 2. Okay, do you want to read it? It just kind of really fin- wraps everything up nicely. Yep. Do not be conformed to the customs of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great Very nice. verse to sum it all up. Thanks for listening and send us anything, any questions or Bible verses or topics to discuss on email. Thanks for listening. Yeah, long time no hair, guys. Long time no <laughs> hair. <laughs> yeah, it's been good to find me. We won't disappear for another two months, all right? We'll it's make sure months. to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening to the Young and Orthodox podcast. You can keep in touch with us on facebook.com slash Podcast or on Instagram at 
instagram.com slash youngandorthodox. All the different ways to contact us are linked in the description. If you have any feedback or questions or topic suggestions, please send us a comment or a message. We'd love to hear what you think and it helps us to improve. Catch you later.